Hello and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast, where we open our Bibles and talk about the beauty, goodness, and truth we find there. I'm your host, Amanda Bible Williams. And I'm your other host, Rachel Myers. And this week, the second week of our Psalm 119 study, we are joined by Christy Knuckles, a good friend of ours, but also a podcaster. She has the Glorious and the Mundane podcast, and she also has a fantastic book coming out in November called The Life You Long For, Learning to Live from a Heart of Rest. Guys, this episode is so sweet because Christy is doing a study since March. She's been doing a study on her podcast about Psalm 119. So we're going to get to hear from her about this longer experience in Psalm 119. And also, you're just going to love her. She has such a steady spirit, and it's going to be a really nice hour. Let's get right to it. Christy, there's something that in your bio that I read that I didn't know about you. I didn't know you were a pastor's kid. Oh, yeah. I don't know that. I feel like we've been friends a while, but we don't, we haven't spent a ton of time together. But I didn't know that about you. So did you move around a lot or no? Um, Not as much as you would think, but okay. we did a couple of big moves, one from Oklahoma to Florida when okay. I was in That feels like a big grade. move. It was yeah. huge. We're talking about a completely different style, culture. Yep. Florida is actually pretty progressive, mm-hmm. yeah. school systems, everything. It was it was rough. It was a bit of a rough I'm gonna time. I'm going to show my cards on not knowing geography super well, but I think that like knowing how large the United States are, that it's kind of like Europe, but instead of states, they're countries. Mm-hmm. But it feels like Oklahoma <laughs> to Florida feels like moving yeah. from like London to Spain yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I don't even know where those countries are. <laughs> Maybe oh, they're right next that's to... Not are they right next you to know. each other? No. Okay, good. <laughs> that was a helpful conversation until it wasn't. Sorry about that. But yeah, well, all the way to Florida. That, London's and, not a country. <laughs> You want to just back that all the way up? No, I feel I stand by all of that. London is a place you can live, and that's fine. <laughs> I was going to London to Paris, but that's actually not that far. That's why I pivoted yeah. at the last minute. I'm fine. I'm Everybody's not doubting fine. everything I've ever thought about a globe. They're not next to each other, right? I no. don't know. <laughs> it's fine. I, Help. I don't know. Okay, the fact that neither of you knows either, though, makes you me know feel what? better. Yeah. Italy's a boot. That's what I know. There we go. Okay, so when you moved to Florida, how old were you? I was going into the fifth grade. Okay. So, oh, yeah. man, that's a big time to be like. Yeah. And my brothers were like going into like junior high and high school. It was yeah. rough. We were only that's there about a year and a half. And actually, we moved back because it was not going well for my brothers, both okay. of them, just school systems kind of being thrown in. But my dad went there to help plant a church that is still great. in existence. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. That's great. Pretty amazing. Wow. But yeah. And then you went right back to Oklahoma? We did. We went back to Oklahoma, and my parents have been there up until last summer. They moved here to Tennessee. It was a big deal. Wow, that is a big deal. In Oklahoma, you know, most of my dad was born there. So a lot of their lives, they've, we spent a little bit of time. I was born in Fort Worth because I was a seminary baby. Mm -hmm. But other than that, (laughs) you know, seminary babies, those are a thing. Yeah, most of us were born in Fort Worth at Harris Hospital. It's a thing. Like if you're like, oh, you're a seminary? Yeah, Southwestern. Yeah, were you born at Harris? Hospital, yes. Wow. <laughs> so it's a thing. Yeah, it's kind of sweet. That is really sweet. Yeah. I like that. So, and then well, you it's were. It's no wonder you're so sweet. <laughs> yes. Well, it's important for our listeners to know that we just had an airplane flyover, which forced us to stop the conversation. And during that forced stop of conversation, we did pull up a map in case you didn't know or in case you knew and you're just screaming at your radio right now. It turns at your radio. This is the 80s. It's what fine. year is it? There, you got. London in England, <laughs> below that you got France, and below that, also known as south of that, uh, you have Spain. Yes. So. Just keep digging that. Just <laughs> dig, dig that hole. Okay. Uh, so before the airplane so rudely interrupted us, and you got into music early. Mm-hmm. You were young. Yes. You're still young. Yes. Well, I started you were even younger than you are now. <laughs> I think because my dad was a pastor, I actually had this natural place to just try out my gifts. And that was the beauty of, I think, a country church that I miss, you know. And in fact, that's why we started our Christmas tour, so that our kids could come along and lead worship with us and be in our band because it's a small, safe environment for them. Because now there's just mega churches and it's not like your kids can get on the stage when they're seven like I did. That's so true. Yeah. I would sing probably, you know, every two or three months, dad would say, 
I want you to, you know, come to this little Christian bookstore and with me and mom. And I want you to listen to these, you know, back then you, you found like a mm-hmm. background tape, you know, yeah. you called it like an accompaniment yes. tape. <laughs> yes. And so he's like, listen through and I want you to find a song that speaks to your heart. He would kind of explain it that way to me. Wow. And then I want you to share it with our people. And as I look back on that, it really trained me as a really to become, I think, a, more of a worship leader than a performer because it was he was always like, find a song that speaks to your heart and then I want you to share it with the people. So it was oh, always that. about like this Christy, kind that's of so special. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. Like it really trained me in a way that I realized later on. And like I said, just want to provide that for our kids in any way we can of yeah. like this is a safe place for you to share what, you know, God is doing in you and that happens to be music for all three of them. So mm-hmm. I love yeah, that. Sweet. I mean, I can attest that the Knuckles family Christmas tour is just a favorite for our family. <laughs> so, and like, was last year your second year? I think it was our third. Third year. Yeah. I think that we especially love, like, some favorite memories are like Annie up on stage with Ellie singing Pitter Patter Goes the Rain. Yes. I mean, like, also the Christmas songs, but like the yes. from, like, singing from the Lullaby album. Yes. Just precious for them yeah. to get to be up on a stage with their family, mm-hmm. and they're just immediately more at home yeah. than they would be alone up on yeah, the stage. Totally. It's really sweet. It's fun. Well, you know, the biggest fan of the Lullaby album is one Toby Williams. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, huge fan. Mm-hmm. Just every other night of his life since mm-hmm. he's been with us for two years. He loves it so much. His banner over me is known in our house as Sanquity Table because that's how he would originally sing. He brought me to his banqueting table. Yeah. And he would be like, I want to hear Sanquity Table. Oh, my word. Ugh, it's the best. Um, I am coming back to your dad taking you to the Christian bookstore mm-hmm. to listen to music. And I'm just thinking how special that is because it's not – Maybe what you would be tempted to believe is like, you know, this pastor who like wants to, you know, wants his daughter to perform for the church. You know, like Mm -hmm. he's not doing that necessarily. He's not doing that for him. Mm -hmm. He's doing that for you. He's doing that for the congregation. Like the care that went into that feels really like special and intentional. And it makes me immediately really like your dad. Yeah, (laughs) totally. I love that. And it stayed that way. It was they were never the parents that were like, you know, we need to get you into this competition or we need to, Mm -hmm. you know, your voice is this or that. And it wasn't really about me all that much. It was like helping me recognize that this was a part of what God had called me to do and that it was a part of my gifting and like helped me just really learn to steward that. And it was just something I realized later in life, probably when my kids became that age Mm -hmm. and just wanting that for them as well. Like, how do I help cultivate that and it not be necessarily like, oh, you're, you know, you want to praise your kids and you want, you know, to uh, say your voice is beautiful or your dancing is gorgeous, but those are great things to say too, but also just like, okay, how do we share this with the world? Yeah, Yeah. what God's put in you. So yeah, he did that well. It's a really sweet way to describe worship to Mm -hmm. a young child, to like, what is it that God is teaching you and what speaks to you and then how do you like share that and express that back mm-hmm. to him and that it would begin others personally mm-hmm. right I like that yeah. I mean that's not unlike what we're about to do opening God's word and just mm-hmm. saying like okay what is speaking to our hearts how is God's truth ministering to our hearts what is he teaching us and expressing that back to one mm-hmm. another mm-hmm. and learning from each other i mean it's it's a form of worship yeah i absolutely. mean you do that in your music your music mm-hmm. is so worshipful christy and and i think that's why it draws mm-hmm. us in because there's something about the vulnerability of you going first and doing that that allows you know the listener mm-hmm to enter in. Mm-hmm. And so it really like I'm seeing such a parallel with just like that's what we want to do with mm-hmm. God's word. Yeah. You know, we want to invite others in. And that's what you've been doing on so those of you who don't know, Christy has her own podcast, The Glorious and the Mundane, which I think was probably one of my first favorites. Mm-hmm. Um of like as I started listening to podcasts, I just if you want just like a really intentional and beautiful listen Christy will sometimes interview people. Sometimes she'll just share. But man, here's the thing. And here's where we're getting to. So right now, since kind of March, Christy, Mm -hmm. you've been doing a series on Psalm 119. 
and it's been was it has it been nine episodes that you've had mm-hmm. so far, and you've been kind of carrying your listeners through Psalm one nineteen for the last like almost six months at this point. Mm-hmm. Not six, four months. What's well, since really it happened like we started Psalm one nineteen the week that everything shut down. Wow. The quarantine. Okay, oh, tell us about like tell us what prompted that. Like mm-hmm. what made you want to do that? How has it been going? What are you learning? I want to hear all of this. Yeah. Well, so often with the podcast, you know, you guys do this all the time and often it's you know, when you get the theme and the concept that it's kind of off to the races. But sometimes when you're just like what's next? What's the theme? That can make it feel a little bit like just you know, there's a weight that comes with just providing and like the content creating. And so I had been praying and just, you know, Lord, what is the theme going to be? And knowing that the book is coming out in November, it was kind of, I knew I wanted it to be a theme that maybe like carried all the way through to that. And Mm -hmm. so Psalm 119 has always been a passage, a chapter that I've gone back to over and over throughout my life. And I never really truly just gotten like a deep dive into it and spent a lot of time on it. And so I was like, okay, maybe this is it. I prayed about it. Well, then, you know, I kind of made a plan, even planned it out to where it's, you know, going to take us all the way through the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I thought, it's just crazy. But, you know, come to find out, Charles Spurgeon wrote a whole book on just Psalm 119. Yeah. <laughs> as well as a few other great theologians. And so I was like, okay. And then I heard of, you know, historic pastors in the past have done, you know, 176 messages. I think there's 176, something like yeah. that, verses on Psalm we're 119. Just in unison. We're like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so I thought, That's okay. That's incredible. Isn't it? So Wow. Anyway, as the quarantine started happening, you know, everything just felt so weighty. And I thought, okay, maybe I didn't hear right on this. Maybe I should stick to Psalm 23, you know, like the mm-hmm. really comforting passages of Scripture. Maybe this is just a little bit like hardcore because you read Psalm 19. And I thought to myself, you know, this is not for the faint of heart. Like this is just a lot of it because we're seeing it in English, you're not able to see the poetic. It's really an acrostic. It's right. this beautiful poem. And we're not able to see all those connections. So in a lot of ways, it can feel a little bit like maybe just something where it's unrelatable in a way, because he's like, my soul longs for your rules at all yeah. times. <laughs> you know, those yeah. aren't phrases that we wake up and say. <laughs> um, maybe we say it in a different way, or maybe we're aching with different mm-hmm. verbiage. But I, it was like, actually, I think this is for the faint of heart. Like, I think yeah. this is for us in this moment. And so the Lord was like, go for it. This is actually going to be that discipline of not letting this passage scare you off, not letting this verbiage be something that's disconnected, but like, how can you feel this? And what I started learning, I got a a book by Christopher Ashe. I don't know if you know him. I think either he's Scottish or English from one of those countries that we were debating on where it was. Or... Where it is in the world. <laughs> um, Which really doesn't have to be a debate. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just a fact. Open the map. <laughs> but, but he as well wrote a whole book on Psalm 19 called Bible Delight. And he presents this as a song, which, you know, much of the Psalms, it, mm-hmm. it is a song book. It's the song book of our identity as the people of God. And that, that helped me. He was like, yeah. can you sing this? Can you learn to sing it? And I even did a part of an episode on it that I have to learn to sing my own songs. Even when I write a song, I still have to take it from this like kind of little space, you know, Mm -hmm. just writing it to actually being able to belt it out and know how all that feels on my vocal cords and like, oh, this part's hard to push out that particular note where it falls in my range. And so it's neat, like you think about it just spiritually then, yeah. mm-hmm. just of us getting into this and each, you know, eight verses, I've just taken it just every single time of like sitting down and going, okay, this is a song, Lord, help me learn to sing it. And each time it's so true because His word is living and active that every single time I've been like, a lot of this seems repetitive but every single time something new happens yeah. like, through it. So that was a long answer. <laughs> no, I, I, 
I love that. Yeah. I think like, well, first of all, for you to come at this as a songwriter and a singer mm-hmm. and to be thinking about what it means to sing your own songs, but to sing this and to truly like sing it from our hearts and go like, oh, I celebrate your law. I celebrate your rules. Mm-hmm. Wow. I like that, Christy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that description of, you know, the living and activeness of God's word, it just really, it points to who God is and how it's so, I think we get really hung up on reading the right things or finding the right verse to speak to a certain situation or, I don't know, there can be a lot of hoops that we give ourselves when it comes to God's word that we create Mm -hmm. when really it's a doorway to him and his truth that is like he is unchanging. His truth is unchanging who he is. And so it really, you know, that you can come to the same passage over and over or that you can open that any one of these 176 verses can be a sermon. Yeah. yeah. It just speaks volumes, not just about God's word, but about God mm-hmm. himself and the way that the spirit moves through his word and yeah. moves in us. It's just really, it's really remarkable mm-hmm. um, the way that he works. We've had, I mean, our experience, which has not been as in-depth as yours has been into the psalm, or at least not like as lengthy, mm-hmm. but it's been the same. It's like, oh, you can just give this a read or you can really start to sit in it. And we talked about, a lot about that last week with another Christy, mm. with Christy Anyabwile and how there's just so much to mine yeah. in yeah. this psalm. It's mm-hmm. funny, way back when we were deciding to do Psalm 119, I think that there was a moment, probably among all of us, we were like, ooh, like, can we really stretch Psalm 119 across two weeks? Like, is that going to feel too long for one chapter of the Bible? Which was the opposite question to be asking. (laughs) We didn't realize, like, the question to be asking is, can we squeeze that into two weeks? Because even with Christy last week, she was like, I can't believe y'all are getting through this in two weeks. You know, even as, you know, like that first glance, and I think that Spurgeon has some fantastic quotes about Psalm 119 Mm -hmm. just going like, oh, like, oh, to mind the depths of this, because Mm -hmm. a cursory glance would be a foolish glance to think that this is just a repetitive psalm. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so deep. And she was saying, I can't believe y'all are getting through this in two weeks, because she has a book about it. And then, you know, to have you here with Mm -hmm. us this week and going like, I'm going to take, I think, the rest of the year (laughs) to slowly mine my way through this one chapter. And it makes me really excited to have people like you and people like other Christy as these like follow-ups for our community who are listening to go like, yeah, here's your like little jumpstart. Let's read it in two weeks together. Mm -hmm. And then like go deep, like go start the series that began back in March on Christie's podcast and like really listen through that or go by other Christie's book. But to come from our two week study and to go listen to a long, beautiful podcast series or to go by this book and hear women of color talking about God's word Mm -hmm. in Psalm 119, I want our community to be going even deeper for this two-week study to just be whetting their appetite for Psalm 119. Yes, I love that. I want to start reading some. Yeah, let's, can we start? I mean, let's, that's what I love about this podcast. We can just sit and actually just read the Bible the whole rest of the time, and it would be a delight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to start where we start the week with verse 89, and this is, is it Lamed? I don't know. Christy, yeah, do you know? Lamed. Is it Lamed? Mm-hmm. That is the letter of the alphabet. Christy is a seminary baby. Which alphabet did you learn first? <laughs> it's a requirement. The I, babies. Yeah. I honestly wish so much it would have been the Hebrew alphabet. Yeah. That would be a fun fact. Yes. Two truths and a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Okay. So starting with verse 89, and I'll just read this stanza. Lord, your word is forever. It is firmly fixed in heaven. Your faithfulness is for all generations. You established the earth and it stands firm. Your judgments stand firm today, for all things are your servants. If your instruction had not been my delight, I would have died in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for you have given me life through them. I am yours. Save me, for I have studied your precepts. The wicked hope to destroy me, but I contemplate your decrees. I have seen a limit to all perfection, but your command is without limit." Mm. 
if your instruction had not been my delight, I would have died in my affliction. Mm. I mean, that just, there's a sermon mm-hmm. <laughs> in there. And just how many times over and over again in this one chapter, God's word and instruction and his law is referred to as, as our life. Mm-hmm. It is life-giving. Yeah. The message translation of that is, if your revelation hadn't delighted me so, I would have given up when the hard times came. Mm. Now that makes me want to cry mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's true. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, reminds me of all the times, and we've talked about it here before, that, you know, when something unspeakable is happening and all there is to do is just send each other scripture, mm. you know, because it's hard to delight. There are just no uh, human words sometimes. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's hard mm-hmm. to, to delight or to find joy. And not that, uh, you know, receiving a verse of scripture via text makes everything feel happy. Mm. It doesn't, but it resonates with the deepest part mm-hmm. of us who know, you know, the, who created us mm-hmm. and who we were created for. But I love it. I love that so much. And even, you know, going into the next Mem, that would be a fun grandma name. Mem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But how do you pronounce it, Christy? Is that right? Mem? Is I it? think that one's Mem. I actually haven't. I've only gotten to Lamed. So. <gasps> oh. Tell us about Lamed. Well, Lamed, I do know. So a part of what's fascinating about studying the Hebrew alphabet is that you, to get a lot of the fullness of it, you go all the way back to the pictograph, which mm-hmm. is what God would have used with his finger on the Ten Commandments. So it was more like caveman, you know, like just pictures of things. And mm-hmm. so this would have been a shepherd's staff in pictograph. And Lamed hmm. talks about, it's the root word, which means to teach and learn. And Deuteronomy 4, one comes with that. And now, Israel, listen to the statutes and the rules that I am teaching you. So Lamed just has to do with kind of being prodded, us being you know, prodded by the word of God, like with a shepherd's staff, like almost like to stick, but that also is to yeah. learn yeah. and to, to teach. So, yeah. And I'm thinking about our listeners who maybe didn't catch last week's episode where we really did kind of frame a little bit more thoroughly Psalm 119. It is, Christy, you said it's an acrostic mm-hmm. and it's an acrostic with using the Hebrew alphabet. So yeah. there's 22 stanzas because there are 22 letters in the mm-hmm. Hebrew alphabet. And so it really is a song and it mm-hmm. is meant to, it rhymes. Yeah. And it, so like, we don't get the benefit of having this in Hebrew, like you were saying, like mm-hmm. we get it in English and we're so thankful to have it in our language. Yes. But the Hebrew of Psalm 119 is just this beautiful mm-hmm. work of art. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it has the rhythm and the rhyme to it that makes it really memorable. Yeah. And so it would be something that you would have sung and remembered really easily. Yeah. And so when we're talking about Lamed right now, we're saying we're on that letter, mm-hmm. and that letter is called Lamed, which yes. is kind of also maybe a little bit equivalent to L, or is that just a stupid thing to say? I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. So we can just... I don't think it is. No. But yeah. But if he, you ever... Baby Christy might know. Yeah. <laughs> She's not here right now. <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm showing all I my cards. I don't know today. that there's Well, here's why. Because when you look at the alphabet, so we have the whole alphabet on page 15 of the book. Mm-hmm. And so many of them kind of correlate with like, it's like A, Aleph, Aleph yeah, and Beth. Right. And so like they kind of, and like today is Lamed and then the next day is Mem. Like they're and then none. Like, guys, it's listen, not it's not the silliest thing to say. It's not. It's not. Great, guys. Thanks. It's a good sure. observation is L- what it is. And, and, and then it goes to S. To S. Yeah. <laughs> and those who are looking for the highly academic <laughs> podcast, podcast about scripture, are keep, just going to just keep, keep turning the keep dial, looking. guys. Yeah. Um, but here's what I, here's what I love about Lamed. So we begin, Lord, your word is forever. It is firmly fixed in heaven. Your faithfulness is for all generations. You establish the earth and it stands firm. So there's this like the greatness, the Mm -hmm. bigness Mm -hmm. of God and that his word Mm -hmm. is true on this grand overarching cosmic level. Mm -hmm. Right. And then you keep reading your judgment stand firm today for all things are your servants. And then that really personal verse that we just read, mm-hmm. if your instruction had not been my delight, I would have died in my affliction. Mm-hmm. 
and you just keep reading, you know, I am yours, save me, the wicked hope to destroy me. So it comes down not just to a human level from like the cosmic, but to this very intensely personal circumstance Mm -hmm. and, and the emotion of the psalmist in that God's word and God's sovereignty operates on both levels, Mm -hmm. that it's the grand narrative, Mm -hmm. the meta narrative, Mm -hmm. you might say. And it's also, it's true for, for me right now, Yeah, for Amanda sitting here on this date this time in history, it is true for me, just as it's true for generations. Okay, that does. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to keep coming back to the message, but I just love the like oh, the, read it. the paraphrase version. So what you had just read about, like that it's big picture, but it's also just yes. as current. Mm-hmm. So the message version of that says, "What you say goes, God, and stays as permanent as the heavens. Your truth never goes out of fashion. It's mm-hmm. as up to date as the earth when the sun comes up. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's awesome. it's as up to date as the earth when the sun comes. Your up. word and truth are dependable as ever that's what you ordered you set the earth going and then it goes into that if your revelation hadn't delighted me so i would have given up when the hard times came Mm, yeah i love a good like lay in the translation next to a paraphrase and then Mm -hmm. even like we talked about last week go ahead and write your paraphrase like what does it look like for you to say that to god in your language Mm, yeah yeah i think it's been so sweet especially in the times that we're living in to be in this and right. the hope of God's word being what we cling to in these times. In fact, the last episode was God's goodness in affliction and mm. adversity and yeah. how we're able to experience his goodness even through affliction. And one of the things that Christopher Ash says in that Bible Delight, which I love so much, is that the whole time really... I even wrote some of them down, like all through this chapter, the singer, the psalmist is saying he suffers scorn, contempt, princes plot against him, his soul clings to the dust, he's taunted, uh, that the wicked will destroy him. He's all throughout this, but then his next line is, but, you know, your word has been my delight or your judgments Mm -hmm. have been my song. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I would have died in my affliction and I will never forget your precepts, you know, it's just been so sweet to like see this again, like a song and like he's harmonizing almost like how God's word and affliction can go yeah. together and how yeah. it really comes together and comforts us. And it is our the banner over our lives. It's what we cling to. It's what we hold to. That's been really sweet yeah. to hold to, especially like yes. it really, week to week as the headlines. It really <laughs> is a celebration, this whole psalm is a celebration of everything that is actually permanent Mm -hmm, of the Lord and his word and like even more permanent than the foundations of the earth. Mm, Like when we talk about that God is as certain as a sunrise, Mm -hmm. but like he is more certain than a sunrise. And to talk about that his word, his precepts, his laws, his rules, they are good, they're established, and they're not going anywhere. And that comfort in our affliction is not a comfort in an outcome, but it is a comfort in knowing that God is who he says he is. Yeah. And so some insight into the way that we formatted this reading plan, our devotionals for this reading plan are a little bit different in that we aren't writing just about the Psalm itself, but we were using that opportunity to practice what we believe that the Psalm teaches us, which is to delight in God's word. Yeah. And so each day we take a passage that is seemingly unrelated to this passage of the psalm and we practice delighting. And so that's what we're doing in the study book as well. And so just as an example of the way that God is so specifically kind, this today, the day eight devotional I wrote a while back and the passage that I delighted in was Isaiah 41. I'm actually just going to read it. Is that legal? It's not one. It's not in Psalm 119. Permission. You know, Ellie asked us that one time on a podcast episode. And I was like, if it's in the Bible, it's legal. Just, yes. It's fair game. Yeah. All right. So this is Isaiah 41, 17 through 20. The poor and the needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst. I will answer them. I am the Lord, the God of Israel. I will not abandon them. I will open rivers on the barren heights 
and springs in the middle of the plains. Mm -hmm. I will turn the desert into a pool and dry land into springs. I will plant cedars, acacias, myrtles, and olive trees in the wilderness. I will put juniper trees, elms, and cypress trees together in the desert so that all may see and know, consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. Mm. And I get emotional reading that because what I wrote about today, I mean, I wrote about it, but it, it published today, is that that was our verse for our son when we were bringing him home and knowing that the way that he his body was created, that there were things missing and things that we needed the Lord to create, passageways for blood, like blood vessels that we needed the Lord to create. And that's a pretty crazy and bold thing to pray. Lord, would you create blood vessels where there are none? Mm. But then he did. And just like, <laughs> but then he did. But then he, I remember you yeah. bringing Toby home from China yes. and having his first meeting with the heart mm. doctor at Vanderbilt. Yep. yep. And the heart doctor had seen Toby's file, had seen his everything that there was to see. Mm-hmm. But then when Toby came to Vanderbilt and the surgeon or the heart doctor's, it's called a cardiologist, the cardiologist's way is correct. words <laughs> were, God has been at work in your son's heart. Mm. You did say that. I remember this. Yeah. And so that laid the foundation, Mm. God laid the foundation for him to then have a surgery, which then, you know, was in the hospital for a very long time. And in that instance, too, like, you know, the word being living and active took on a new shape and a new meaning for me in that situation. The meaning didn't change. Who God is didn't change. But it resonated in a different way. It's a good way to put Um, it, And so all of that, so that is essentially what I wrote a little bit about today. And when this podcast airs is the date Mm -hmm. that that Toby will be going in for a heart cath to evaluate those same vessels. So I just connected those dots Mm -hmm. yesterday and realized, oh, Mm -hmm. and we didn't plan that. Mm -hmm. I didn't plan for that to, you know, to happen as it does. But here's my point is that God planned that and... That is why we can delight in his word. I'm sorry for crying, is that he doesn't change and we can delight in his word because we delight in him and his word is, Mm. it reveals who he is, his reflection of who he is. And so, you know, if your instruction had not been my delight, I would have died in my affliction. And it's not that affliction, that comfort that you, I don't know how you worded it, Christy, but it, you know, that those somehow weave together, right? Mm-hmm. They go together. It is not based on, you know, God creating blood vessels. It's based on God being God. Yes. Yeah. And in his kindness, he does those things and in his mercy. But also, I mean, had we lost Toby, his kindness and his comfort in my affliction would have still been there. Mm-hmm. And that is what mm-hmm. my hope is in. And that yes. is what I rejoice in. Yeah. And of course we rejoice in positive outcomes because goodness, like, of course we do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we grieve negative outcomes and we grieve suffering because mm-hmm. a lot of times it's both, you know, yeah. it's not one or the other, but this is the, it's like the complexity of God's word, but also the simplicity of it in that mm-hmm. he is who he is, who he is, who he is yeah. all the time, mm-hmm. period. And that's what it reveals. And it doesn't matter which angle we come at the word from. When we dig and we dig, that's what we find every single time. And it just blows my mind. Hey, friends. Interrupting this conversation to remind you that while this may be called the She Reads Truth podcast, we're also passionate about equipping men and kids with God's word, too. In case you didn't know, we've got a whole collection of brands, She Reads Truth, He Reads Truth, and Kids Reads Truth that are dedicated to equipping the whole family with useful and beautiful scripture resources. Save 15% on your next She Reads Truth, He Reads Truth, or Kids Read Truth purchase when you use the code FAM15. As we're saying this, so we're recording this about two, three weeks in advance right yeah. now of when this will air. And the fact that we can say all of these things about God being permanent and God being who he is, we can say with absolute confidence that on the day this airs, on the day that you're listening to this, you know, listeners, yeah. that God is who he was the day we recorded it. Yeah, and that so right. on this day where Toby's having this heart procedure done, like 
we already have full confidence that he hems us in, that he yeah. already goes behind and before, above and beneath, mm-hmm. that he's there. And that that is the God that we serve. That is the God that the writer of Psalm 119 served. And that is the God that our great grandchildren will serve if the Lord tarries. And I, there is just no shifting of shadows. Yeah. And like that's so much, it gives us comfort, it gives us confidence, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. does give us delight. Yeah. Yeah. We also get Isaiah 40, verse 8 in this reading day, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God remains forever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, you can't be around the Shears Truth office for very long without hearing that at some point. I think we all because... said it as a team on Monday during staff meeting after we mm-hmm. read our mm-hmm. Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... And then we just keep going and we get to I know, none. Guys, we've only gotten through day one. <laughs> but here's the thing. We won't go through all the days because there's, there's yeah. not enough time, which is sad because I would love to go through all of the days. Mm. And then I keep on. I want to like have circle backs with Christy as she gets further and further. Oh, yeah. That's well, gonna... even once this airs, she'll have recorded more episodes. Mm-hmm. Christy, as you look ahead, because I know that you've kind of you're not there yet with your podcast Mm -hmm. episodes but I know that you've also looked ahead and prepared through the rest of Psalm 119 for this like is there anything that you're like oh I would be really sad if we didn't get to Mm. a certain day or a certain stanza is there anything that you're loving right now I see your book and it's just like (laughs) laden with pen Um, I mean I think if I just had to recall if I just had to say one thing that I feel Mm -hmm. like I maybe wasn't ready for that almost as you were saying like the word of God hasn't changed, but just as much as I've read this psalm my whole life, even as a really young person, just being able to, like I said a while ago, like see it as a song and approach it as a worship leader, I identify a lot with the psalms for that reason. But I will say, almost like I was saying it, because of that repetitiveness, you know, sometimes you can it can feel a little bit like you know, I want to say these things. And one thing I learned was that we can ask the Lord for, like, Lord, help me delight in mm-hmm. your word. Mm-hmm. So if you're yes. maybe reading this at home, maybe you got this gorgeous book and it's gorgeous. By the way, all of your books mm-hmm. are gorgeous. But Thank you. maybe you, you might be reading it and it might you might be thinking, I'm not saying those things or I'm not feeling those things. I'm not maybe waking up, like I said a while ago, like, Lord, you know, you're rules are, you know, my delight or <laughs> my soul is longing for your rules at all times. My kids say that to me. I long for your rules. <laughs> oh, mom. Exactly. I long for your rules. But there was one so, last last week that was like, I wake up in the middle of the night to delight in your rules. Yeah. I can't wait till morning. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it might feel a little bit just like something that we're having a hard time. Like you're like, wow, he's really excited. I want to be Mm-hmm. excited yeah. like that and he keeps coming around to it but he's being repetitive for a reason and we get it once we start singing this song for ourselves you're like oh it is because the word of the lord stands forever all this other stuff's gonna fade away mm-hmm. he's coming back to it over and over because it is what is gonna stand mm-hmm. forever it is what we can cling to but i think what i wasn't fully ready for was that and i think i may have said this to you when we were at the table of lost valley together when this kind of came about you're we like you should come be on the podcast mm-hmm. but just that this was all of the word words he uses statutes rules we know precepts we don't use those words really every day of our lives but that they're connected with his covenant with his grace mm-hmm. and i think you know this can feel a little bit rigid at first glance but when we learn to sing it and we just get in it and you you approach it from a place of like, God help me. It was a big deal when I learned that I could ask the Lord to help me delight in His yeah. Word. Like, will you help me see Your Word for what it is? Obviously, asking the Holy Spirit, as you were even praying while ago, just the Holy Spirit leading us, guiding us through it. But I think, too, just like He even says it, I think, in the very first eight verses. But it's like, do not utterly forsake me. Mm-hmm. I need you in this with me. Like mm-hmm. it's, I need you, Holy Spirit, as I'm reading this. Like, don't forsake me because I can't 
follow your rules, your precepts. I got to have you in this. Mm -hmm, And so that really coming from a place of covenant, like you're my people, I'm your God. I want to walk with you. Like these are words, they might feel rigid, precepts, rules, judgments, all those things. It's not do's and don'ts. It's actually God saying, you are my people and I am your God. And all of these things work together to sustain or build and sustain relationship with him. And so that changed everything for me, just reading this psalm of going, okay, this is all pointed towards us as grace, as promise, as covenant, as like, you're going to be my people and I'm going to be your God. You're going to love me with all your heart. And these rules, these precepts are meant for Mm -hmm. your protection, your flourishing, your growth, and that it's all from a place of grace and not rigid religion. It's right, right. It's walking with God through while yes. you're reading that. To yeah, celebrate like, God's law as invitation mm-hmm. to fellowship and to yes. be be like God. And to yes. even like conformity is a word that people don't love, but like to conform me to like I want yeah. my heart to look like your heart. Mm-hmm. Conform it yeah. to yours. Like that's not a bad word. It's mm-hmm. a good so I have to ask, you've used the phrase a couple of times and I love this, even just like on a surface level that you're saying, like I want to learn to sing mm. this. I want this to be the song of my heart. Mm-hmm. But I have to ask, are you singing it? Are you writing any <laughs> songs right now? You know, it's been neat, like in this season of my life, I feel like I'm learning to worship in a different way way. Like I'm learning to delight in the word of the Lord and almost like sing from a different place. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe maybe 10 years ago, I would have maybe just taken a guitar and just start going like, Lord, your word is forever and try to sing just it or find whatever. A melody. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think that, I think that songs will come from this. Like I think mm-hmm. that, but rather than just like I said, me trying to sort of fit it into a melody, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm learning to sing it from my soul first, and then hopefully like it'll come out of my voice later. It's like young Christy in yes, the Christian bookstore going, exactly. what speaks to you? Meet, totally. meet with the Lord first. Yeah. Yeah. And if worship and leading worship comes from it, mm-hmm. yeah, then that's from the Lord. Yeah. It totally. reminds me that. of Sally's book, Thoughts That Make Your Heart Sing. Yeah. There is like, I there's a heart book. song that's different than, you know, the songs of our lips. Yes. and And so I love that, that like, the singing you're talking about is like, it is that delight. It is that like letting it resonate in the core of you and produce joy and worship Mm -hmm. and delight and wonder and all of those, Mm -hmm. all of those things. I love you touched on prayer and how you're grateful that you are coming to understand that, that even this we can ask for the Lord's help. And we should, you know, that even this, it, you know, it reminds me of, I believe, help my unbelief. It's like, Lord, I delight in your word. Help me to delight in your word. Yes, <laughs> you know, totally. and so many of our prayers are that way. And I think that's modeled for us mm-hmm. in this very Psalm. If we go to now this one, I don't know how to say verse 121. Ayan, 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 is how that you, the English spelling of the letter. Okay. Does our seminary baby know how to pronounce it? It's <laughs> Are we on, on day 62. So yes. So verse, so it's Psalm 119, verse 121. But in this particular stanza, it struck me that this is kind of a primer of sorts on prayer because in not like a, well, this is how you pray, but rather like an example of what prayer can be like, you know, in our communication with the Lord. So if we start at 121, I have done what is just and right. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Guarantee your servant's well-being. Do not let the arrogant oppress me. Listen how honest this is. Mm -hmm. My eyes grow weary looking for your salvation and for your righteous promise. Deal with your servant based on your faithful love. Teach me your statutes. There's an honesty there about like, here's where I am. And this is what I'm feeling and what I'm not feeling Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what I'm looking for and what I'm not yet seeing from you. And then there's like a remembering of the promise. Deal with me based on your faithful love. Mm -hmm. Like I trust that you're faithful Bring that faithfulness to bear in my life. It's I'm like paraphrasing. an apprentice wanting, like, please yeah. teach me your craft. Yeah. Like, I want to know how mm-hmm. to do what you do. Right. 
And then we keep going. Verse 125, I am your servant. Give me understanding so that I may know your decrees. So now it's just petitioning, Mm. you know, petitioning for wisdom. Verse 126, it's time for the Lord to act Mm -hmm. for they have violated your instruction. So, you know, calling on like the character of God, it's time for you to act. They are violating your instruction. Mm -hmm. So there is an injustice here. And I am calling on you to be who you are Mm -hmm. and act. Verse 127, since I love your commands more than gold, even the purest gold, I carefully follow all your precepts and I hate every false way. Mm. And that is worship, Mm. you know, just like so being honest, laying ourselves before him, remembering who he is, asking for wisdom just declaring his character, calling on him to act according to his character, mm-hmm. and then just worship and mm-hmm. praise. I mean, you keep going in verse 129, he moves on to praise, like your decrees are wondrous, mm-hmm. therefore I obey them. The revelation of your words brings light and gives understanding. Like it just keeps mm-hmm. going like this. And I feel like if I'm ever, my pro tip for when I'm stuck, <laughs> when it comes to prayer is that I will typically go through the Lord's Prayer if I just feel like, oh, I just don't, there's so much. I don't, mm-hmm. where do I start? And that's usually where I'll start is I'll mm-hmm. just kind of use that as a prompt and and go through kind of line by line and just let prayer flow from that. Mm-hmm. But now, I mean, this makes me want to turn to Psalm 119 mm-hmm. and go through this and like let it prompt prayer. That's good. Yeah. Okay, so you just read from verse 129. I did. I want to read it. I'm just Are layering it the message in. Again? You guys, it's so fun to layer this in. I'm just telling you. <laughs> this episode like, sponsored by... I know, I'm just nerding out. Every word you give me is a miracle word. How could I help but obey? Break open your words. Let the light shine out. Let ordinary people see the meaning. Mouth open and panting. I wanted your commands more than anything. Mm-hmm. Turn my way. Look kindly on me as you always do to those who personally love you. Steady my steps with your word of promise so nothing malign gets the better of me. Rescue me from the grip of bad men and women so I can live life your way. Mm -hmm. Good. Isn't it interesting to think like... Steady my steps with your word of promise. Mm. Yep. That's a song. It's fascinating though to think... I wonder how long it took him to oh, write this. A lifetime? or was, yeah. yeah. Was this like a lifetime of journal entries? Yeah. Or was oh, that's it... That's what it feels like. You know yeah. what I mean? But it's yeah. such a piece of art Yeah, that it is not just like a, these are my musings. Like it's so like, it is that and it's like, it's very honest, mm-hmm. but it's also very carefully crafted, well crafted. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really fascinating. If you keep going in that stanza, there's an appeal for like mercy and temptation and mm-hmm. affliction and grief. Like it really does. It is so rich with meaning and with context. And yeah, it's just a really beautiful prayer. One thing that Christy last week was talking about the bookends of the chapter. And I want to look at that again, because now that we are finishing, I mean, it was a quick plan, two weeks but to look, so verse verse one of the psalm is, how happy are those whose way is blameless and who walk according to the Lord's instruction. I know that the punctuation is not inspired, but there's an exclamation point, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least in the CSB. How happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk according to the Lord's instruction. So it really feels like, okay, it's a little bit of a pep talk here at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then we go through 176 verses. And the last verse... Are you there? I'm Will there. you read it for us? It says, I wander like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commands. Hmm. It really feels like a, so a shift. like dependent. A, yeah. Yeah. And almost like a maturing even through the course of the psalm. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> I remember now that I need your help. Yeah. Yeah. Let me live and I will praise you. That's 175 right Mm -hmm. before that. Let me live and I will praise you. May your judgments help me. I wander like a lost sheep. Seek your servant. For I do not forget your commands. It's just beautiful. It's like shepherd me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Back to our shepherd's truth. If you don't know what to pray today or tomorrow or the next day, Mm -hmm. I wander like a lost sheep. Mm -hmm. Seek your servant. For I do not forget your commands. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I mean, really all of Psalm 119. Just, Just the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not a morning person. I really want to be. And I don't know. I don't think wanting at this point in my life, I've discovered that that's not going to make me one. <laughs> I just, I really wanted this for a long time. Um, I just like to be taller. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we'll both, you work on that. Yeah. I'll work, you work on your thing. Sure. I work on mine. We'll see how it goes. But verse 147, I was just kind of flipping through just now and I had drawn a box around this verse. Mm-hmm. I rise before dawn and cry out for help. I put my hope in your word. Mm-hmm. And I thought... I want to do that. Mm. I want to be that. I want to be that person. My mom was that person. Mm -hmm. You know, is. Is that person. Is. Like, that's what she does. And I've just Mm -hmm. always thought, one day it's going to kick in. I'm going to get, like, going to become an adult and (laughs) and get up before the sun. And Are you an early riser, Christy? I'm not. Nathan is. I mean, I get up about 7.30, but. You know, yeah. I think early risers are like before five, the dawn, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's serious business. Yeah, for real. Yeah, but yeah, just I love that. But you're right. There are so many. The whole thing is a prayer, but even just little nuggets of like, yeah, I want to make that my prayer. Like, Lord, help me to mm-hmm. rise before the dawn yeah. and cry out, cry out mm-hmm. for help. It's just so beautiful. We really could just keep going and going, but I know by looking at Jeremy's face that we can't keep going and going <laughs> he's, he's like blamed. it's not my fault it's not my fault no you know what jeremy is the person that you can thank for um being able to actually finish an episode and not just finally having to turn us off yeah <laughs> well that's just <laughs> too long okay but before everyone turns us off let's <laughs> we just spent the last hour opening our bibles or our study books in this case and talking about the beauty goodness and truth that we found in scripture which saw all of psalm 119 is a an exercise in finding beauty goodness and truth in scripture and god's law and his words and right now it is our moment to kind of lift our heads and look around or remember where we've been looking around and say mm-hmm. like and name some beauty goodness and or truth that exists in our lives, that is in our world today. Mm -hmm. Amanda or Christy, do you guys have anything off the top of your heads? I will say that for me, it's been, so over the quarantine, we got chickens. (gasps) Yes, I love chickens. Yes. Quarantine chickens. Quarantine chickens. And just this morning, I went out there, and right now, so we live out where we have every predator possible, and so the enclosure that we have to have them in keeps us from, I just, I can't, at least at this point in my life, I have not, we don't have enough grass anyway to let them be, what is it called? Free range. Yeah. Right. So because we live in trees, we have like a tree house and it, not really, but <laughs> friends call it the tree house because we're literally on all four sides surrounded by trees. And so we, I have to bring the grass to my chickens. And so it's kind of this thing where every day I'm like, how, how can they get their greens? They're not really eating veggies yet because they're still like 11, 12 weeks old or whatever. Meaning they don't just chew, you know, full on broccoli like a lot of mm-hmm. just full grown chickens will. But I bring grass to them or this morning I brought them alfalfa sprouts. and oh, hay, such a good a, chicken mother. Alfalfa hay and... But they recognize me. That's another just, I'm like, yes, I love that. They say that chickens like recognize faces. And so they talk to me when I come in there and they like turn their little heads at me and they get excited. And they I just, need you to be wearing like maybe a half apron and like spreading some like <laughs> I feel like food or seed or I do. Kind. I have like this little oh, you do. chicken yes, you do. scratch snack I give them. That's and, our girl. And they just, they delight whenever I come out there. And it's just, it's really beautiful to you're me. You're providing for them. When you walk, I love this. When you walk toward the enclosure, do they start to come like yes. to the, to like the gate and like get and loud? And, I mean, yes. do, you, do, your, do your chickens recognize you? Do you wear a half apron? And, and spread now I chicken do. snacks. My friend Darylin sent me a half apron that has multiple little pockets that are egg sized. You guys, oh, I was so kidding you. about the half aprons. This now, is I fantastic. I don't currently know where it is, um, I and I haven't worn it in a while. But Amanda's going to put a link fun. to a good half apron. <laughs> I'll find. I'll find in it. the show notes an as egg, your an treat for the week. Yeah. She reads truth, but, half apron. Yeah. <laughs> we'll brand Honestly, it for yeah, sure. For sure. But it is, they really, chickens. they get really loud. And it's really, I didn't know that they recognize like faces. I just thought anytime a human comes close, they're so excited because they think they're going to get, yeah, you know, snack. table scraps because we give them 
all of our table scraps. Mm -hmm. So when they're old enough, like you can just give them almost anything. Just Google what not to give them. And that's easier than knowing what you can give them. Yeah, but they it is really fun. We lost our first chicken last week. But we've had them for like four years. That's amazing. And that's the first one we've lost. I'm not really sure how that happened. Yeah. But um, the losing or the being able to keep them for so long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really fun. I'm excited for you. I feel like quarantine chickens is probably a better decision than a quarantine dog. I know so many people have gotten quarantine right. dogs, some with some regret. I'm just looking. <laughs> my quarantine up. dog <laughs> ate one of my sister's quarantine chickens. So that was oh too bad. They like the chickens were doing a great job sticking together. And then she picked one off and went down the hill and then she came back up the hill with just a bunch of feathers coming out of her mouth. No way. She is a bird dog. She is a bird dog. What are you going to do? That's just the circle of life, folks. She's a good bird that happened. I owe my sister one uh, laying hen. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a Christmas song. Right. One laying hen. (laughs) Okay. What's your, what's your beauty, goodness and truth? Well, so I think a couple of weeks ago, mine was our blueberry bushes. And so today, though, it is that we have a blueberry harvest and I was able, it is so abundant <laughs> that I was able to walk some blueberries across the street to our neighbors. And, mm. and I realized that it That's was the so first, domestic. I know. Thank you. But also it was strange to like enter someone's space, like even just walking into their yard. I was like, this feels weird Mm -hmm. because I didn't like tell them I was kind of I was just walking across the street with some berries. Like I I knew they were home because their cars were there and no one ever leaves. And so but we, you know, stood in their front yard and like on their front porch and talked for a little bit after I delivered the berries. And it was so strange but in like a beautiful way because it's just not something we've been doing right you know like you generally when you run into somebody somewhere you, everyone's like I mean you almost like have your head bowed like of just giving your space like so sorry. I'm so I promise sorry. not to touch yeah. you you know that kind of thing I'm not gonna breathe on you whatever and so it was just so beautiful and refreshing to both of us we were like this is fun to talk to you humans <laughs> I've, real I've missed you neighbor yeah. right. um, anyway it was sweet so that's those blueberries beautiful. just keep on giving yeah that's good i know i need to get, bring you some this is where you say what about you rachel <laughs> <laughs> hey rachel what about you where are you seeing beauty goodness and truth i think uh, bonfires, campfires. I, we have a little fire pit on our back patio and just four chairs facing in. And we've been just building fires, honestly, probably coming from spending time at the ranch and just kind of ending every evening around some sort of a fire or mm-hmm. circling up with humans made us remember how good that feels mm-hmm. to not end our evenings in the living room. And so to mm-hmm. step outside and we're all chairs are facing in and yeah. not all chairs facing toward a television or whatever right. it is. But bonfires, campfires, fire pits have been such a nice little theme of the last couple of months for me. And so many good conversations have come out of those. So much beauty, so much goodness, so much truth have come from just like circling around something and facing each other, circling around that warmth, which we don't really need the extra warmth right now. I was now. about to say, it's kind of hot. It's a little hot, but <laughs> it's worth it. It's just fun. And like, even just like the practice of like slowly, like building a fire, failing, yeah. like trying again totally, yeah. and like, and keeping it going. It just feels like we're doing something with our hands, doing doing something with our voices, spending time together. Highly recommend. Love it. Yeah. You know what I love about fire pits is that as a person who struggles to maintain prolonged eye contact, when you're around a fire, you can always just look at the fire mm. and keep talking. And maybe that's what I love about <laughs> that. That might be it. Yeah. But you're, it's just so captivating to look at a fire. Yeah. And also it doesn't feel rude. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not like there's a lot of times I'm talking to somebody and I catch myself, you know, looking completely <laughs> totally off not. to the side Aww. and I'm not trying to be rude. It's just like the defense mechanism. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to come stare at your fire yeah, one day soon and bring you some blueberries. That's like what that. we'll do. Okay. Well, those listening, thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. More than that, we just invite you to join us for the coming week. We are in that final week. Now this is Monday, final week of Psalm 119. Even though we're spending two weeks on one chapter of the Bible, we're just scratching the surface. I really encourage you not to miss a day. Really dig in. And then, like I said, dig into Christie's podcast, The Glorious and the Mundane. Dig into other Christie's book. There are so many things. We'll link all of those in the show notes. Oh, wait, you have something important to tell us. Yes. Speaking of books, Christy, remind us when oh, yours yes. comes out. Yes. Is it November? It's November 10th, okay. but it is pre-orderable. Okay, now. good, good. Okay, yeah. tell us. 
Tell us about it. It's called The Life You Long For, Learning to Live from a Heart of Rest. And it's not necessarily about learning how to rest. It's like how to trust God. Like, so it's about a deep soul rest. It's like a spiritual, yeah. Yes. And so it's learning to live in such trust that you're able to find what we truly long for. And you don't really, you know, are not necessarily waking up every day going, this is what I long for. I know it. But Mm. there's an ache in us Mm -hmm. that's for him alone. And it's about really learning how to answer that ache with his presence, being with him, his word. And yeah, it's that kind of rest. It's hard to launch a book in the middle of a world upside down, but that's exactly the book that we need right mm, now. Yeah. I It's right on time. I'm so glad. So we can, can pre-order this now. We yes. can get that. And you guys know that for authors, it really, really, really matters and helps when you pre-order books. Mm-hmm. So don't wait till it comes out. You'll forget anyway. Reorder it now <laughs> and it'll come and it'll probably arrive at your house right when you need mm. it to. That's my favorite part about pre-ordering yes. a book is yes. that I forget the actual day that it's going to arrive and, and then, then it arrives it and it's such a treat. Yeah. You see it on yeah. social and you're like, wait, and then you go out to your mailbox and it's there. It's, there. it's magic. <laughs> so it's true. so good. Awesome. Oh yeah. So definitely that. Also next Monday, we're starting the book of Ephesians and we just really like to go from one thing to the next, which is, yep. I mean, we're women in the word of God every day. So we're going to start a little journey through the book of Ephesians together as a community. So for sure, join us for that next week. And also Ray, don't forget, we have our podcast survey up. So we would love to hear what you guys think about the podcast. How are we doing? What are you loving? What are you not loving, please give us your feedback. Just go to shereadstruth.com slash survey and let us know what you think. For sure. Join us next week for the book of Ephesians. And until then, Christy, what do we say? Keep opening your Bibles. <laughs>